0: thank you everybody for tuning in today we have a special guest tonight we have nikki robinson of good girl pr
1: hi
2: how you doing miss nikki how are you
1: i'm doing well thank you
2: it's a pleasure to meet you uh, my name is mr rob of course that's the good brother zane and um we want we want to talk some pr talk today
1: okay i'm ready I got all the questions. You guys were all prepped. I mean, I love it.
2: (laughs) You want to know what goes on with your work. I'm going to let my my man Zane set it off. Okay, Zane.
0: Okay, Nikki, can you tell us what uh, made you want to start a PR firm, Good girl PR.
1: That's a great question because I definitely did not study PR in college. So I was working at Deutsche Bank. As a compliance officer, I don't know if you were able to do some research about me, but I went to law school as well. So I was working at Deutsche Bank as a compliance officer, and I was right out of my mind. I wasn't challenged, and I broke my toe um, being late to work. And I used that time off to teach myself how to DJ. Really? So Of course.
2: Oh, you broke your toe. Yes. And became a DJ. How about that?
1: Yeah, I, like, took time off of work to, you know, fill my toe, And while I did that, I taught myself how to spin. And, of course, as a DJ, you need publicists, so I became my own publicist.
0: Nice.
2: Nice. Right. Now, what's the toughest part about being a public? The t- t- toughest part of your day of being a publicist?
1: You know what? Being PR is not really a challenge or difficult for me just because again I didn't study this in school it's more of my personality so I'm just sort of being me I think a lot of people hire me because of me and just my follow-up skills and the fact that I'm articulate so it's not really difficult at all.
2: There's so much that goes into it I mean between the pitching and the advertising and the press kidding and I mean you got so many you gotta have like an octopus you gotta have so many different arms to right. manage so many different things, let alone if you have a large client list, you're already tackling egos too. So I can imagine.
1: I would say because I worked on Wall Street for so long, I'm really efficient. So I'm not really overwhelmed by a large, you know, client roster. Okay. Um, and I have a great team, so I'm able to easily delegate things to people on team, For example, I have somebody by the name of Amy who works with me. She works in London. So while I'm sleeping, she's working. And while she's sleeping, I'm working. And then I have Alexis, and then I have proposal writer. So my my business is a well-oiled machine. So I'm not really overwhelmed by it at all.
2: Wow! Yeah. So you're global then, you're in London. Are you
1: bi-coastal as well in California as well? I'm from Los Angeles, so I guess technically I could be bi if I wanted to, but I grew up in L.A., so I'm not really pressed to really be in L.A. right now. L.A.'s kind of crazy. I don't know if you guys to spent time in L.A., but...
2: Right now, sis? Not yet. It's crazy. Not yet.
1: <laughs> L.A. is wild. Don't let the trees fool you. <laughs> That's what they say,
2: right?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, business is a well-oiled machine, so it doesn't really overwhelm me. Nice.
0: Now, what are some of your favorite projects that you've been a part of?
1: Well, I just signed the Metaverse. I'm really excited about that. Uh, It's a project led by Method Man of the Wu Tang Clan. I'm a huge Wu Tang fan. I still listen to Mm. Thirty Six Chambers and Triumph, or we, you know, Wu Tang Forever, etc. So. Yeah, so I think that's my most exciting project right now. We actually just launched it a couple of days ago. If you Google it, we got some really great press. So I'm excited about that. And hopefully he's happy.
2: Okay. Excellent. Hopefully so. Meph is a good guy I can imagine working with. Him. Um, and he's come so far, too. Coming from Wu-Tang and then going into movies. And I think he got his little uh, workout line going on. He has a lot of things here.
1: Yeah, he has a great team. So I work hand in hand, in hand with his team, um, and they're doing a great job. It, it requires a team; you can't do it all by yourself.
2: That's you know, there's a quote I seen you post that I thought was pretty cool. It says, "I'm the type to want more for you, not more from you." Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. That's deep. <laughs> in that environment, I mean, you got to be. Pushing positivity all day, so
1: I could imagine. Yeah. That type of mindset perfect, have. perfect example um, a writer by the name of Rick Hazel helped me with two Method Man pieces one for EUR Web and the other for Hip Hop DX that comes out tomorrow. He's okay. a writer. I don't know how much, you know, these writers get paid, right? But I, I'm assuming some of them aren't unpaid or it's very nominal in nature. And so, I appreciate when people help me, so I'm not one of those publicists who will reach out to you and ask you things, but not try to give things back. You know what I mean? So I just, I really just believe in reciprocity and like genuine relationships. So I will um, he did all these great now. things. He did all these great things for me this week, and it was his birthday. So I set him out in a restaurant for his birthday. You know, he's yeah. um, got lighting going in and out. You know, do you see lighting going in and out? with me or no Was there just me
0: a little but bit, you're fine. So you a little bit. But you're fine you know
1: what it is it's this i don't know if you could see this it's this view uh,
2: i think the sun uh, you, is changing a lot of windows right there
1: oh thank Very you nice. um i think i'm so sorry i know better than this because you guys said something about lighting when you guys um, wanted me to prep for this but anyway i set him up at a restaurant for his birthday and then yesterday um, I got tickets to the Jadakiss concert, but I was working on the Metaverse project, so I couldn't travel all the way uptown to go see Jadakiss. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to, so I was like, "Hey, do you want to? You want to use my tickets to go see Jadakiss?" And he was very appreciative. But my point is, is that right. I'm not all about taking. You know, it's like right. I just believe in reciprocity. I believe in giving. More um, I give. I always get it right back, and I don't do it to give it get things right back, but it just always happens naturally. Well, that's how
2: the universe works: you give, you
1: receive. Yes.
2: I mean, and my you know my wife and I, we tend to use that term a lot, reciprocity. You know what I mean? Because you know you never know what anyone's going through, anyway. You know what I mean? Sometimes a great gesture can change someone's whole trajectory for the day. So we like we, we were just talking um back back backstage, so to speak, and. Me and my wife, before Easter, the, the day before Easter, which is Saturday, we go out and we actually make Easter baskets. There's not too many people make Easter baskets. And we deliver. We deliver to the kids we do know, of course. But then there, there are other kids that might be out there where we deliver. That's a process. Yeah, and,
1: and then too, like, I'm always trying to encourage people to, like, live better lives, you know, work out, be better, just be All better right. people. Um, I think it's by virtue of just how I was raised. I, my family's from the South, so.
2: Okay, I, right. had a,
1: I had a country grandmother who was just so sweet, who cooked for everybody, who gave, it, gave right. everybody a place to stay. So I'm definitely her spirit. And it, it's been interesting having her spirit in this industry.
2: it keeps you safe, man. Walk with grandma, man, for real.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
2: Walk, walk with grandma. Yes,
0: eh? And you also, because being that you have a very diverse portfolio of, of projects that you worked on, can you talk briefly about the work that you did? Uh, I believe it was an art, uh, art um, uh, project that you was working on with uh, I think four other four other artists, and one of them was out of Barcelona.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate the research. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, that was a year ago. Uh, I randomly, like I said, I manifest things, but I got this like billionaire art collector client from Germany a couple years ago and he, he called me his term for me is beautiful power which is hilarious but um cool. he said he had never met anybody who gets things done so fast he calls me fast fire too so i'm working with him i'm getting things done but he had someone on his staff who just wasn't looking nice person you know you know those type of people who will like listen to your ideas and then like they them. <laughs> yeah, them to be their own, and then resplit it out like they came up with the idea. Right. Um, I'm constantly having to interface with this type of personality, and during COVID, they, uh, I told them, "Hey, you guys should do virtual exhibits." You know, so they're paying me for these consultations, and I'm sending proposals. And then the Black Black, Black Lives Matter uh, movement hit around June of 2020.
2: Right.
1: And during a phone call, he was really in distress. I guess he was trying to get on some boards, some art foundation, and they were denying him because they wanted people of color. Because what happened was post Black Lives Matter, I noticed that a lot of uh, uh, non-people of color were trying to hire uh, black businesses, black firms, um, all in the spirit of, I'm not racist, I support. Last night, right? And then also providing board seats for various organizations, blah blah blah. I don't know. This is wow. what I just. Right. And mm-hmm. he was getting denied, and he was really upset. And he was just like, you know, black artists are inferior to white artists. He said this. Um. He says that black people came from single parent homes, and that we're we're some of us are illiterate, and we uh we're not as technically as good as white artists. And that kind of talk makes me upset like i'm not the type right. of i don't care if this person was paying me ten thousand dollars a month you say mm-hmm. that about like, people i don't want a dollar of your money
2: That's right. Mm-hmm. right. so
1: after that the relationship was over i had nothing else to say um i kind of kept it in for a while and then i decided how i got even was to launch this exhibit um, black artists in the white world so if you if you read the description it's kind of like black artists are not inferior to white artists in fact we are the trendsetters um you know we are we are elite artists we're not in you know we're not
2: uh not
1: or not qualified to enter certain spaces so that's what sparked the art exhibit and i did it without naming them in the press release of course but they knew it was about them and of course I sent it to them I sent it to him and the owner you know <laughs> that's what I did um, I'm not a fake person by any means but I think for them they have so much money that they were surprised that I acted that way I was supposed to kind of like close my mouth continue to get their money and not say saying but no I'm not doing that so that's what sparked that exhibit
2: I mean, you, you, gotta, Every side. you gotta scratch your head with people that still have the same mentality that's been here for the last hundred years. But, you know, this is where we live.
1: This person was Australian, but hey, I don't know. I mean, you you do have the aboriginals there. I don't know how they treat them.
2: They treat it the same way they treat you in the Bronx and South Central. They treat us like trash. They treat oh my gosh. At least they treat he knows
1: you better them. now.
2: I bet he do. Yeah. What, is it, what is it that you love about being a
1: public I think for me, like in law school and college, it didn't really teach you about emotional intelligence. You know, I was like a complete bookworm, always reading, always taking tests, always learning how to figure things out. But PR has taught me about people right. and personalities. Right. And I've been doing this for 13 years. So I automatically know what box people fit in. You know, I don't make assumptions. But normally my instincts will say, okay, this client will pay on time. This client won't pay on time. Or uh, this client will be easy to deal with. This client will be difficult to deal with. Or um, if they are difficult, then this is how I would deal with them to manage their expectations. So I don't have any problems.
2: That's right. But
1: these are things that they don't teach you in you know, school or in college. So I think... The best thing about being a publicist is learning how to become more emotionally intelligent and master the art of dealing with various personalities and people.
2: That's big, man, you gotta, there's a lot of egos. I know you have to pretty much keep keep a coy face, stay neutral.
1: No, I actually don't have a lot of egos. It's not even that, it's just like personality traits. It's not, okay. everybody on my roster is pretty cool. Nobody has a big ego. Nobody's mean or anything. If they were mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take them on as clients because I don't. I don't need the drama. That's right. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what this light is doing and why it's doing that. So weird. I, I,
2: it's, it's it's because of the lighting. It's trying to determine should I dim it or should I allow the light to come in. I think that's what it's that
1: is. I've never seen that before. I'm so sorry.
2: <laughs> it's, it's probably coming from the outside light. That's, that's fine. Don't worry. Okay. Don't worry about that. So, what goes into getting a press co- getting press coverage for your clients?
1: That's a good question. So, I remember during COVID, this publicist reached out to me uh, and was asked, you know, picking my brain and asking me questions. And then I said, "Well, write a press release." And she's like, "Oh, I don't do that. That's like the old school way of doing PR." And I'm like, "I guess I'm old school." So. Whenever I have a client, I normally write a press release. So for the Metaverse project, I wrote a press release. Um, it was widely distributed. It got a bunch of hits, right? media placements. And then I leverage that press release, and I pitch it to magazines. Um, normally, if the, the press release is well-written, the magazine will take text from my press release and use it in their articles like they did with the Metaverse project. So. Um, it's really about writing a good press release and pitching it, Right, right. Um, various outlets. Um, normally, um, I would say we pick our clients from to 300 to 1,000 outlets around the world. Wow. I, I do it and then I, you know, divide it up among my staff because only, I'm only one person and we get placements as many placements as possible. And, you know, Media placements help with like SEO and search engine optimization. I've always been about SEO and thinking outside the box and being smart. So if you follow me on Twitter or Facebook, you'll always see that I include the link to the placement and I include hashtags because hashtags are so important for bookmarking purposes.
2: Right, that's right. So you say press release. Press release is pretty much a description, correct?
1: Press release is like a sample article. about a project or a release, a beauty product, an event maybe. And normally, you know, journalists are very busy. So if you can somehow frame a story in a very, you know, easily ingestible manner, right. the journalists will be more likely to publish your story because, you know, they have a stack of stuff to do. And this is well written. They'll just, you know, cut and slice it and then you're good to
2: go. I think I'm going to be a I might, I might try my hand. Nah, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. My ego, not even my ego. Just, I, I don't, I've got I problems with people sometimes, man. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know what, I've mastered the art of managing expectations, so I really don't have...
2: Yeah, it's got to be all psychology you know, before I get into an arena like that. I mean, even even here on the podcast, you know, you, you, you deal with personalities, but you deal with a position that, you know, when you're talking to someone, you can kind of feel the energy and you can guide the conversation where it needs to go. You can lessen it. You can ask more questions. You kind of feel people out. And I guess that's pretty much what you do like, when dealing with a large client.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, I've had, I've had root clients, one of which during COVID hung up in my face and I just stopped working with them. I'm like, did you hang up in my face? So, okay, this is okay you know? Like I just don't really put up with it, Like how smooth
2: you are, man. You You're real smooth with it too.
1: Yeah, I mean, Ruth, you have to remember, I have a lot degree, so if I wanna make money I can always go get a job at Wall Street and not do any of this. So if you wanna hang up on my face, this is I don't I mean I have a backup plan. I think it's when you don't have a backup plan that you have to deal with the bullshit. But, <laughs> that yeah, makes me
0: but are there any projects uh in the industry that you haven't worked on that 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 you would like to pursue Hmm. as far as for a client base
1: i was thinking about that today because last night Jada Kiss performed at this mixtape documentary Mm -hmm. and i kind of wanted to do like an art exhibit with like all these old clue mixtapes do
2: you remember the documentary
1: the documentary is called mixtape
2: okay i think I... yeah
1: but i wanted to do like an art show with like old mixtape covers just because i think that's so historic
2: and a lot of people grew up on the
1: tapes. i thought that would be really dope i think that's what a... i
2: yeah.
1: think um i also want to do i want to do an art show with havoc of Mop d i'm a huge Mop d fan and he's an artist so I wanted to do like an art and beats thing with him he knows this so I'm just going to call him later and, and be like what's up let's get this done um, that's it I mean I'm pretty cool maybe write a screenplay or something and you know
2: pitch that's, it. One of the, that's one of the questions I have for you you know but I've learned um, as a publisher you've got to have great writing skills yes do you keep memoirs, a journal? And are you writing a book?
1: I've written a book. I actually wrote a book about how to survive the COVID or coronavirus using your common sense before the pandemic. That was pretty funny. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: I guess I was right about everything.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: it, turns <out> be... <laughs> it turns out to be all right. Huh? You it's so to... funny.
1: So many people stopped talking to me. I like sent them my book. They were like... <laughs> The CDC said, you don't have to wear a mask. I'm like, well, I'm wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, this is in March though, 2020 before. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, it kind of revealed who was on my team and who wasn't because people were like, you're not a doctor. How can you say these things? And I'm like, this is what I think. Um, I'll send you guys a copy of the book, but I was pretty on target. So I started writing eBooks. I've written articles about like credit repair, before um yeah i'm a little bit all over the place as far as the writing is concerned but i can write about anything
2: for those that's listening man get your writing skills up. (laughs) yeah
1: but i think i worked on my writing skills um by honestly reading the writings of people who did not go to college and it was well written and that's when i realized that you should write the way you talk like it's not that complicated
2: right 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 yeah we do overthinking. we overthink things a lot and to find an even ground that does make sense right how you talk yeah right. most people drive how they walk if you believe that or not That's really true. do they
1: I'm a Just, good driver. I guess I'm a good walker. <laughs>
2: don't keep bumping into people. You can tell people that bumping ain't paying attention. You Go look at their car. it got gents and dings and cracks. And...
1: So where are you guys based?
2: I'm based in Connecticut. And I'm originally from the Bronx, y'all. OK. Where you at, Then You in DC?
0: I'm down in the DC metropolitan area. I'm actually in Maryland, College Park, Maryland. But uh was born in the Bronx, lived in Jersey for a number of years, but been down here for about maybe twenty years now.
1: Oh wow, DMV so A. I'm a- like a-
0: I'm like I'm like five blocks from the University of Maryland.
1: Oh nice, my sister was there.
2: College
0: Park, right? Yeah. Right. yeah. Now wait, 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 bro. Stop, get her, bro now which which do you prefer out of like do you prefer working with models music art actors or actresses like if, if you if you had to pick at least two which which would you prefer and why
1: i would say music just because i'm a dj well, my mm-hmm. heart my air is music so definitely uh music i don't work with models so much um mm-hmm. i do want to sign the model that i met at the gym he's dope but no, I don't really work with models too much. But music would be awesome. And the art uh, stuff is new as well. I've mm. been doing it since 2016.
0: Mm-hmm. Now speaking, of being that we uh, you, you mentioned the, uh you know about DJing, um, are there are there like three to five songs like your like your go-to songs that Party. you want to, <laughs> yeah. You want to... oh. yeah. The ones the ones that turn the party out.
1: Oh my god. I mean what kind of party is this?
0: Hmm. 90s party. Nineties party, right.
1: Like you want people to dance and sweat?
2: Dance and sweat. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh poison.
2: Gotta <laughs> no wow. get wow. people Glad Yeah,
1: it. poison. Um I cannot think right now. Poison's a good
0: one, though. Okay, uh, Biggie, Jay Z, and Nas. Hmm. Nas,
1: I'm a Nas yes fan. I like I like all the Queensbridge rappers. Really,
0: Queensbridge.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We had a series of of, of them on here. We had like MC Shan and so forth. Yeah, we had. I, I think one of my favorite was the MC Shan and the Tragedy uh, interview that oh, we did tragedy last year.
1: Yeah, I knew him, when he was like the intelligent hoodlum. That's how old I am.
2: That's no, how we both are. I don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where can we see or hear you, DJ? Are you on Twitch, or DJ? Oh, I'm on
1: SoundCloud. I have a whole bunch of mixes on SoundCloud. Um uh, yeah, sound. DJ touch. Mickey, DJ N-I-T-K-I-E. I you, Please, I, I would appreciate feedback.
2: Please, see if you got a decent set. He, <laughs> he got, I want to see what follows behind for you.
1: Okay. No, I, you know what? I have a 90s mix on there. I have like an Afro trivia Caribbean mix. I have like a fashion show mix from like a long time ago. And then yeah, last yeah. year I was playing around with some like R&B stuff. But um, I need to get on the turntables more.
2: Too busy lady man. Publishers, Y'all are around y'all the clock, man.
1: I know. Y'all around the clock. Yeah. So I worked all day yesterday trying to get uh, that release out. So, when you're not a publicist, how do you tackle a normal day? I delegate. <laughs>
2: nice.
1: nice. Uh, so, for example, the housekeeper came over here today for six hours, um, delegate, um, my daughter helps me.
2: Nice. Yeah. Nice. Is she interested in wanting to be a publicist but like her mom?
1: I think she wants to be a singer, so I pay for singing lessons every week. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a good mom with bad lighting tonight. <laughs> That's alright.
0: <laughs> it's all good. Were you a part of uh, a few, several years ago? Were you a part of uh, I think Nas's daughter's Lip Lipmatic uh, premiere, or launch, or something like that?
1: Oh yeah, I helped out. Nas has always been very nice to me, so I was just looking out.
0: Mm-hmm. How was that experience?
1: He's good. He's a he's a really cool person. I met him back in 2011. He's very generous and very nice. So, however, I could help his daughter. That's what I wanted to do. Right? Yeah, he's a good guy. What
2: does one? Hold on, excuse me. My, my prayer,
1: time. prayer time is fun. Oh, are you a mama dog
2: well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get myself together with Ramadan and just becoming a good Muslim and I'm still, I'm still practicing. Um, okay.
1: Practicing
2: practice makes perfect. Yeah, practice makes perfect. I'm trying to be perfect. How does one keep a strong brand driving
1: and Well, I think you answered your question, just being consistent. Like, I think everything's about just, I don't think I've missed a beat for 13 years. Really? No.
2: No, day, no days no days off. Okay. Wow man, that, that takes a great work at me. I mean, based on your resume and what you told us, man, you were you was already bred for this type of environment. So, <laughs> yeah, man, law school, working in Wall Street. Publish this like a cakewalk pretty much. I, think, I can imagine the pressures of deadlines and having to be here and
1: Funny thing is, when I worked on Wall Street, never missed a deadline, had my job down to 20 hours a week, but uh, the the men who I reported to, of course, you can't outshine your master. One of the 48
0: laws of power, huh?
1: That one rule is really right. I don't really like that book. I mean, I read it. I use it to protect myself. I don't like to use it against people. But that that rule is pretty much consistent. Even if you have a black boss, they don't like that either.
0: Yeah, the Forty Laws of Power is like the quote unquote businessman businesswoman's Bible.
1: Yes, never outshine your master.
2: What's the largest public event
1: you've Ooh, I guess Essence Magazine. I used to be the promotions manager, so their events. Yes. So we did. A Hollywood House and Wellness House. So imagine selling hundreds of tickets. Right. Yeah. I promoted that. And I got that I sold those events out months before as well and they had never seen it before.
2: Mm. So you can do the Essence Fest too? It was
1: part of the Essence Fest when it was virtual. Remember COVID hit? Mm. Yeah. I would love to go back. I like working with Essence. I actually hit up uh the owner's assistant, I said, I want my job back, but I don't know. I don't know if I have enough time with my work. And plus I go to the gym every day for a couple hours. So, you know, when you have a job, people don't like when you work out. Hey,
2: listen, man, you gotta do what you gotta do.
1: Okay.
0: Now, do you, when when you go to the gym, do you have a favorite workout regimen or you just switch it up daily?
1: uh gym life so I ran track and played soccer I've been working out all my life but I was always doing more cardio so I would say that I always try to do cardio on an empty stomach because you burn fat faster that way. Uh, I take hit classes um, twice a week because hit just helps with toning and endurance and then I train with my trainers Tuesday uh Saturday Sunday and then I rest on Thursday and I do upper body on Friday. So I guess I kind of wing it, but I I have my schedule of things that I need to do. Um, but I really started getting consistent with the gym during COVID. I gained a, a little bit of weight during COVID and I did not like it so all
0: <laughs>
1: Really? Yeah,
0: <I'm> <gasps> Everybody is yeah. <laughs> I gained, like, oh, maybe, like, seven pounds. Yeah.
1: No, I might have gained 10 or 15. It was horrible. I was like, this has to go. Um, but I don't think I've missed a beat in the gym in two years. Like, I've, have, I've had to force myself, and I might have to move around because this lighting is so bad. Um, I've had to force myself to uh, work out, um, you know, consistently because – uh, I just... I don't want to fall apart. I know.
2: Right. And, right.
1: uh, and now this light is even worse.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, right there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll just go back to where I was.
0: Now, uh, do you... No, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: No. Do you
0: do you drink a lot of water? Because I, I, I try to go through at least a gallon of water per day. I never want to go really over that because I feel that going over a gallon is going to flush out a lot of my nutrients. So I started to do... Just about a gallon or, or, or a gallon per day, just to keep, you know, to keep things uh, stable.
1: I need to be better at water. I do drink a lot of energy drinks. Like after this uh, interview, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a red bowl, a sugar-free morning. Mm. <laughs>
0: but I need water. to drink more
1: water.
2: Yeah, is a great, a great byproduct. We all need that. It flushes a lot of, I got, and I agree with you too, Lane. They, they flush out some of the stuff that you have in you, but it keeps your blood flowing, man. Going. All right, you guys,
1: I'm gonna drink my alkaline water, right? when you
0: get out of this. That's right, I'm get on that, it. There you go, that essential down there. Get that essential. I'm on it. <laughs> raise that, raise that. I already know your pH level is high, but raise it up even more. That's right.
1: Oh my goodness. Actually, I drink alkaline water all day. I'm kind of bougie with the water.
2: Me too. Mm. Don't feel bad. That's all I keep. That might water. That high. It might be just alkaline.
1: It might be, you know. I keep, a, tell you. I keep a
2: thermos that has an alkaline filter in it. So I ain't got to keep mm. buying alkaline water. All I do is. Re- so is thermos. that why your skin
1: is glowing?
0: That's right. That's right. My skin is glowing. <laughs> And speaking of water, the main the main hustle, man, that's behind a lot of these different companies. I'm up in um the grocery store yesterday, and here it is. Shaq has his own pH water. Yeah. I'm like, Shaq
2: is a part of that. I'll digress from minute. You got to be careful, because a lot of people start putting uh, phosphorus and bicarbonate minerals mm. to bring up the pH. You know what I mean? That's not the way to do it. You gotta be careful with the water. It's like all water's not free. Mm-hmm. but we need it. And the reason for the alkaline water is so that your body stays charged. So things like viruses and other things can't live in it. You can't. In other words, you really can't catch any cancerous cells if the cells are charged to highly alkaline. All right, you guys.
1: I'm gonna be on my doctor's
2: safety side. <laughs> Got
0: a treasure in there. <laughs> that's what's up. But, Nikki, when are you, when are you coming out with a, with a documentary? Because, like you said, from law school to, to Wall Street to get into the industry and so many, like, uh, industries and be able to master that. When is, when is, when is this documentary coming out? I don't uh, know if you thought of it yet, but I'm, I'm thinking that's, that's a nice pitch right there.
1: I'm Going back to school this summer, so I think after I get this other degree, then I'll think about um, doing the documentary. Mm,
2: okay. Super goal orientated, man. You just got you just packing them all
1: slowly but surely. It's, I mean, this other degree that I'm um, to get, I could have got my toys, but I didn't want to borrow the money to pay for it. So now I've been working hard, I can pay for it in cash. So, yeah, nice.
2: say that again. April, he that's, yeah. that's about. Hey, dealing with dealing <clears throat> actually dealing with public image. Can you give us a scenario where you had to turn a negative situation into a positive, almost to save someone's career?
1: Hmm. I've never really had that issue. I mean, I don't do a lot of crisis management work. Okay. Uh. that's good (laughs) i have worked with clients who have bad reputations and so i've been able to leverage my relationships to get information for them so they could manage any type of negative feedback so that's more being strategic but uh as far as like, the Will Smith situation, I've never dealt with anything like that, so to speak.
0: Yeah, I, was... I see today that they, they banned Will for 10 years from the Oscars. They did. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, listen, don't
2: put your hand on the body, bro. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I heard Chris Rock got his, uh, a lawyer, so I'm assuming that he's going to probably sue civilly.
0: Wow. Serve him mm-hmm.
1: with a civil lawsuit. Yeah. Sorry. He's like, I'm not gonna press criminal charges, but I'm gonna sue you in civil court. <laughs> see,
0: hit him the Yeah, they'll plus settle, I heard. They'll
1: out of court, they'll settle out of court. Yeah, that was an easy bag for Chris Rock. <laughs>
2: right. let me take that. Let me take <gasps> that on. The chin. Let
0: me just take that on the chin. I- I'll see you later. You know what? i <laughs> So when i first saw it i thought they were playing the way the way chris rock's reaction it was like not a normal reaction if somebody slaps you i thought it, i thought they were playing but then once will said what he said once he sat down i was like oh this this is looking kind of serious right here i hate
2: to digress on this but if you watch it right after he slapped him chris was like chris said i should he was about to yeah. you know, he was about to roll off the tongue of some dirt that he knew he said, you know what? Yeah, Oh, is so that what happened? So you, you can see, I'm about to... And he stopped himself like, okay, you know what? I'll take it. I'll wear that slap today. Because I know a I little... <laughs> that was funny. I was like, he's about to ring real loud. He kept the, mouth shut. He kept the, mouth
0: shut. the part, shut. The part where I thought it was um like stage or like a joke or whatever was when Will s- slapped him when he walked away you see he smirked and like turned as he was walking back and i was like so that's why i just kept i kept rewinding it (laughs) i was looking at the stuff on youtube i kept rewinding i'm like but yeah man it's it's very it's very unfortunate that that situation happened hopefully somehow some way they can come to some type of uh, uh understanding yeah because that's 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 definitely something that shouldn't have been happening to anybody, let alone at, at, at the Oscars. You know? I mean,
1: maybe I'm insensitive, but it was a slap. I don't know. <laughs> Just... It not you It's not like he. Nah, won. you're
2: right. You're right. It was a you're slap, right. was
1: not a like punch. A... Yeah, yeah right. a slap. Like, was it like <laughs> what kind of slap was it?
2: It wasn't. It wasn't a Bernie Smack slap. I tell you that.
1: What
2: kind of slap is that? A Bernie slap. What was the movie he played with? Um, with Chris Rock when Chris Rock was running for president,
0: and he was going through the train um, station. Smack. Something of the, something of the state, right? Something of the state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know you're talking about. He's walking
2: through the train station. And everyone that walks into Bernie Mac, he's taking his hand back like this. Wow. Wow, in a Bernie Mac fashion. It wasn't nothing like that. You know what I mean?
1: But. You know what it is? It's so funny. I've met um, Will Smith in person. And mm. head of that's the
2: name go of yeah, head of Yeah, and
1: did, it was with him. And when I tell you that his energy is fantastic, Yeah. so to see him behave like that, I feel like it was something else. It was like built up. Mm-hmm anger or some type of like resentment that we don't know about. I just don't think because he was laughing when he made the comment. I'm
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, triggered. i like, oh, I can't let like lie to you. Or
1: maybe she was like, you need to go handle that. I don't know, but he was laughing, so I don't understand how a person laughs and then they go up on stage and slap somebody. Why did you laugh? That part.
2: That's a good question. You don't have to deal with any of that. Your clients seem to be professional and about their business, so you ain't got to deal with no.
1: Well, I think Will Smith historically has been professional. I mean, he just had one lapse of judgment. It's so crazy how a person could be so nice and their energy could be so amazing, and they can make one mistake.
0: And that's it, yeah.
1: And then all of a sudden, their credibility is just gone. It
2: happens that fast. I don't think
1: he deserves ten years.
2: Like we might knock off a couple of years. Give him five. It's not, it's
1: not I have a question: If you really want to hurt him, take his Oscar away.
0: <laughs> mm. uh, he's
1: already he's already won his Oscar. Why does he need to go back for?
0: Mm. That, that was his first one, right? That was his very first one.
1: That's yeah. gonna be his first and only.
0: Yeah, you're right. For ten years. <laughs>
1: And I can't believe like a lot of the television networks or studios uh, or movie studios they halted the filming of some of his movies as well as a result of the slap. I don't I don't think it's that serious.
0: Yeah, but, hey. because I did hear that uh, he was he was working on I don't know if it's the prequel or the sequel to I Am Legend, and I heard Michael B. Jordan was going to be in that movie. So and we waited so long for that movie. I, I definitely wanted to see it. You know, eons ago. But hopefully, uh, you know that that movie will eventually come out sooner than later.
1: Because they, they, I they, imagine, was a it was a weird film. Wasn't he the only one in it?
0: No, he know, he too. thought he was, and he um and the dog. Like, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but then, no, no, no. But then he had found the lady that had the, the the child. I think it was a son or something like that. I forgot how he found... Oh, I think yeah, he had found them because I guess the zombies was chasing him or whatever. But anyway, yeah. um, he was a big-time... In that movie, he was a big-time military doctor, you know? And I'm just wondering right now, when they do it, is it going to be the prequel or the sequel? I would rather see the prequel than the sequel because so I want to know how did everything happen in order for them zombies to come out and all that. I have a
1: question. What movies have a prequel? I don't even remember any.
0: Not many, not many at all. No, <laughs> any. Yeah, uh, that's
1: an that's an interesting statement. I just didn't think about
2: it that way. Well, well, no, because Why? after the movie,
0: huh? That that Star Wars. Star
2: Wars, man, because they started Star Wars in the middle. Return mm. of Six and all that was the were the first of the series. I think, was it
1: Return of
2: the Sith? That was just me and my wife was playing the game last night, and it, 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 it told the story in, um, in succession, but mm-hmm. um, Star Wars wasn't the first movie, I think that was the fourth movie, so there's three prequels prior to that, there's three movies prior to that, For what we know, you know, because we always think Star Wars was the first, I think
0: Star Wars, like,
2: a movie that I'm guessing.
0: Yeah, because I remember after the movie came out, when the I Am Legend first came out, several months later, uh, Will Smith was already talking about whether they're going to have a prequel or a sequel. That was many years ago when that when that first one came out. But yeah, I would definitely want to see the prequel, though. Sequel, it's already kind of like you already know what's going to happen with that.
2: <laughs> Back to PR talk. There's a difference between... Is there a difference in PR and advertising? Mm.
1: Yes. So, PR is like organic placements of articles, while advertising is like paid placements. So, think of a article written about you in the New York Times, and then an ad placed by you in the New York Times. So, advertising would be the ad. Advertising would
2: the ad. They usually would have their spot guaranteed, their placement guaranteed, correct? Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna create a brand. Create a okay. Brand and put it, and really put it some work behind. <laughs> Keep it consistent. You're getting some good energy from you, Nick. Oh, no thing.
1: problem. I'm here for that. I'm glad I got the lighting situation figured out somehow.
2: What are the last two books you've read or <laughs> recommend? To you? Uh,
1: creative visualization and.
2: Say that one again.
1: Creative visualization. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of audiobooks, so you right. said read um, the master key system. Same word.
0: Oh, mm. All the gates. gates. Yeah. Perfect timing.
1: Uh, yes, yes, yes. Is that how you guys found me?
2: No. <laughs> Do the math Man, I've I've had this book for a while, man, but some of the stuff in here I, I, I walk with a lot. Quiet the senses, seek inspiration. Like there's so many things that you can get out of that book and walk with everything. You can just read a paragraph and read this every day. It's an excellent book. Yeah, I listen to it
1: when I'm in the shower.
2: On got a couple of books to do that, but I like I like the math yeah I got that one. but creative visualization I'm gonna look at that one you know who the author is?
1: No I do not but I don't mind taking a picture of it and sharing it with you after the call
0: okay Zane so you got something? we have a question is all publicity good publicity?
1: hmm it depends on what you're talking about so if you're a beauty brand and you're getting featured everywhere no matter how big the outlet is and how small the outlet is absolutely but if it's drama related then then all good publicity is not um not all publicity is good publicity. for example um tmz versus us today you know like quality of outlets uh.
2: That's right. That makes sense. You don't want your stuff on World You'd rather a different outlet than World Star, I, guess. I guess. Um nah, okay. Nick, you got a lot going on, sis. So what what are you what is what is Nikki working on? What is Miss Robinson working on? What are your personal projects that you have for
1: you? Oh, right now just unpacking my apartment. Where
2: <laughs> just move? Yeah. Okay. From California to New York?
1: No, just within New York. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I would say just unpacking, getting my, you know, house together, getting organized, because I work from home, so it's hard to focus when, you know, you're not organized. Right. Hitting that yeah. puppy, um, being a good mom. Um, good Girl PR is, like I said, a well-oiled machine. For example, I got hired for the Metaverse project on Friday, and you see I've, all that I've gotten accomplished in the matter of three days. Mm. Um, so I work very really fast, so PR is nothing. Um, I'm going back to school in June to get my legal masters in taxation to be a tax attorney. Uh, that's gonna be like my post-industry job. Um, so I'm setting myself up for that. I could do that job between now until I'm like eighty years old and I'll be set for life. So I have to get that degree done. And that's about it. Oh,
2: train master of all of them too. <laughs> Thank
1: you. Well you have to listen to my DJ mix first and then tell <laughs> me <everything laughs> <after that. laughs>
2: I'm definitely looking to see what your set sound like. Oh. I'm a DJ in my mind too. I like I like I like blending. Me and my man, you know, we talk talking about blending, you know, how songs, you know, synchronizing and all that.
1: Yeah, um, especially with a lot of the new artists using 90s and 2000s music in their, as their samples, which is hilarious. Crazy,
2: right? You don't get no respect. Crazy, yeah. Crazy, 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 crazy. Well, you know what, Zane, you have anything, bro?
0: Nah, I think that sums it up. Thank you for the excellent interview. Can you let people know how to get in touch with you?
1: Oh, you're so sweet. Um goodgirlpr.com or at goodgirlpr on Instagram. If uh, you send me a message, email, I always get back. If I can help you, I can't. I will. And if I can't, I'll refer you to someone else.
2: I'll never say no. I'll find. Oh, is that what
1: it's called? Oh.
2: I, I'll never say no, but I'll find a way. <laughs> <laughs> well, God bless you, man. God bless you, all your never-
1: endeavors. Thank you. <laughs> and I appreciate your persistence I was like I am not going to be late for this interview
0: because
1: <laughs> um, I definitely do have some client deliverables after I have another interview at 8 and then I have some, I have work to do so well keep
2: up the good work and um, I'm going I'm to check out these books I love creative visualization. that's already and got and also
1: someone recommended deep work as well
2: Take that down I'm a reader. I read every. Right.
1: Um, I follow this Twitter handle on uh, often and it's called the Billionaire Mindset. And it says if you want to become wealthy, you can't ever stop reading.
2: Mm. And that shit <laughs> get it in your life, Zane. I'm gonna send you a copy too, bro. So yeah,
1: know. it helps. <laughs>
2: Well, God bless thank you,
1: man. God bless you too.
2: Right. God bless
0: you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for coming through. And uh, thank you for showing love to No Ideas original podcast.
1: No problem. And I have sincere apologies about the lighting. When I moved, I threw that ring light away because it was like falling over. You know how those ring lights kind of like,
2: yeah. they're limp
1: and they're like, and I'm like, ah, I want a new one. So my apologies. No I know better. I know better. <laughs>
2: Well, you take care of yourself and you have a good night. All
1: right. Bye. For sure.
0: Yeah, that was dope.